0: Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Tea with the Titans. South Wales is a podcast made by South Wales' newest lacrosse club. Uh, We're just trying to give a platform uh, because it's International Women's Week and we're so so excited to give some inspirational, powerful women uh, this chance to speak about their experiences in the sport as women. And you know, just we just want to be good guys on and off the field. Titans, if you will, on and off the field. So please sit back relax and enjoy this podcast welcome to this week's podcast it's great to have you listening Uh, thank you so so much for tuning in uh i've got such a wide variety of guests today i've got people who are playing at university level coming in having a chat about their experiences as women in the sport i've got um people playing at the national level and international level coming in talking about their like experiences and any advice they're giving to new women playing the sport and then i got the president well first off i have the president of the elf the european lacrosse federation steph michelson who is a uh, this is a special, special episode for celebrating International Women's Week. And Steph Michelson is the pinnacle of that. So she found that she was, wasn't was able to play at that higher level uh, due to natural athleticism and being late to join in the sport in a serious way. So she just fell in love with the community. And I think it's such an inspiring story because she then did what she could in an administrative role. Because she's just wanted to give to the sport, and I think we can all be inspired by that. Uh, so, here's my first guest, without further ado, Steph Michelson. Thank you very much for listening. Cool. So, hello, Steph. How are you? Hello. How are you today?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. Yeah, it's great to hear from you. Awesome. So thank you so much for being a part of this International Women's Week podcast. I'm very, very excited to have you on and to hear a bit about your story. So uh, first things first, can you tell me your lacrosse journey?
1: Sure. Um, so I am from originally from Canada and I played at university, Um. much like quite a few people in Europe, um, picked it up at uni, uh, was not any good whatsoever. And um, we played like indoor lacrosse, so not box mm. lacrosse, but indoors because it was not, uh, it was winter season and winter in Canada is really cold. And, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, I would liken it to a bunch of girls running around with their, like chickens with their heads cut off because it was a bunch <laughs> of complete mm. new beginners. And whereas on the field, the ball tends to go like straight and it just keeps going until it loses momentum. And we played inside a gym. Uh, so the ball would ricochet off the walls and just kind of go everywhere. Um, so it was loosely lacrosse, I would say. Um, I moved to the Netherlands to do my master's, um, and in my student residence, there was a poster saying, we are looking for lacrosse players. And I thought, oh, that's awfully handy. Cause I'm looking for friends. Uh, so I remember it was like a February night. It was probably about two degrees and I, you know, got on my bike, cycled to the sports, um, Sports center thinking, oh, I, you know, I've got my winter jacket on, but I've got my sports kit on underneath. Um, we'll be indoors. Off we go. Um, we were very much not indoors, it was outdoors. <laughs> uh, and I remember introducing myself saying, Hi, I'm Steph from Canada. Uh, and them just thinking, Oh my gosh, she's going to be amazing. You know, Canadians, North Americans, we kind of have a, a reputation for yeah, being lacrosse. Yeah. Uh, I was not great at lacrosse. Um, and I think to this day, I'm still mediocre at best. Uh, but I was like the twelfth person on the team, so they had a full team at that point. Um, and this was in Utrecht, and I was playing with the Domstad Devils. So shout out to them. Um, and it was like the best. Uh, I lived in the Netherlands for five years. It was probably the best five years of my life. Um, we did everything together as a team, as a club. And it was absolutely wonderful. I loved it. And you know, some of those, some of the girls on, on, you know, I'm still friends with a lot of them on the team. Um, and the world of lacrosse is quite interconnected still so I still bump into players mm. um at different tournaments and stuff
0: yeah wow amazing
1: yeah amazing. so
0: what happened so what happened next after university
1: uh, so I worked in Amsterdam for a couple of years after that uh, and then I was still playing lacrosse um, and a friend of mine sat on the European Lacrosse Federation board um, and she, then in 2012 Amsterdam hosted the European Championships uh, and this was the last time that men's and women's championships were held at the same event, and so there was, I think, twenty nine teams that uh, for that championships, and wow. it was, yeah, it was just like epic. Um, I had I kind of got involved not knowing what I was getting into, and um, mm-hmm. the ELF board at the time was, um, uh, I guess older gentlemen based in the UK, and the organizers in Amsterdam were a bunch of younger guys like we were all in our 20s at the time um and there was like a I think a cultural disconnect between um the kind of ELF board coming from the UK and being of an older generation and these new young guys coming in uh, in Amsterdam and so I was somehow designated like the cultural uh, I was I was the liaison between ELF and the organizers yeah. trying to smooth things over um and just mm. got really, really stuck into it and loved Amazing. it. Amazing.
2: Yeah, that sounds great.
1: Yeah, it was so much fun. And I, I just remember like answering a thousand and one emails in the process to the event. And then at the event itself, it was just like you finally got to meet all these people that you had been emailing with. And you feel like quite invested in how the team mm. preparing for everything. And um, so I just remember like cycling around because it was at this big, big field hockey complex. So I think there were like seven or eight different fields. Um so I got on my little blue bike and cycled around everywhere and got to wave. <laughs> it. I just remember feeling like the star of the parade at one point. Um, That's amazing. So, yeah, it was so much fun. And it, it just kind of struck me how much of a community lacrosse was. Um, mm. I obviously had so many good, good experiences with my local club and my local team in Utrecht. Um, and then, you know, within the Netherlands, it's quite a small country, so you know everybody that plays lacrosse. But then to have it explode to like a European level was was just amazing. And I was like, this is something that I really, really enjoy. I like every aspect of it. Um, And they were running for elections. And I was like, oh, I'd quite like to kind of step up. And I've proven myself that I'm I'm really good at answering emails um, as I've been doing in the lead up to the tournament. So I ran for secretary um, and was elected in. um, And I guess it's kind of just spiraled up from there.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. What a story. <laughs> what a story. Okay, so thanks so much for sharing. I mean, you've had quite, you've had a really unique story. I mean, most people sort of just start it in school, play for uni, and then maybe represent a national team, but not you. <laughs> and you did your crazy indoor stuff in Canada, went, right, I'm going to the Netherlands for my degree or my master's. Went yeah. over there, started it, and then just exploded on the international stage right away
1: yeah, yeah. I mean I never I, w- I knew I was never going to be good enough to play on a national yeah yeah not an a natural athlete um and so I just thought what kind of contribution can I make so that everybody has an as amazing an experience as I've had um, and for that's me amazing yeah you know, organizing things administering things and um, so that's sort of where I found my niche I mean I do still play I moved to London in 2000 well, basically that, that was 2012 that Amsterdam hosted the EC
2: yeah.
1: and I moved over to do my PhD, um, in November of that year. Um, so being in London for eight years, um, but yeah, I've, I've, and the thing I've loved about most about lacrosse is, you know, you could be traveling anywhere in the world and it really is literally anywhere in the world these days. Um, you know, Google country name, city name, lacrosse, uh, something will pop up. Hey, hmm. hey guys. Hi girls. Hey ladies, gentlemen. Um, Hey, folks, I am going to be in your town. Uh, Do you want to meet up for a drink, a coffee? Can you jump (laughs) to be here for, you know, I went to Argentina for six months for an internship, brought my lacrosse stick, emailed the team there I said, hey, can I come and train with you guys? And it was all guys at the time. Um, And they were like, yeah, cool. Come on over. And it was like it's, it's just opened so many doors. And I've met so many amazing, cool people and um, that wow. I, I just want everybody to have that opportunity it's been such an amazing experience
0: yeah I'm I'm, I'm inspired <laughs> I am inspired <laughs> I love that all right awesome so how do you feel so I, it is International Women's Week yes so how do you feel that being a woman and going for all of these so you were talking about how they were all sort of older gentlemen from the UK how do you feel that being a woman has impacted your ability to sort of go up through the ranks at the ELF? Have you had to work harder? Have you had to um put more hours in, prove yourself more than you would if you were a male? Yeah. Or do you not see that at all?
1: Well, I think I I think my situation is a bit unique. Um I'm very stubborn and and I I'm quite happy like sticking my head above the sand and being like this isn't right, let's change it. And being able to then go ahead and make those changes. Um, I recognize that not everybody kind of has that same experience. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't want to think, don't want your listeners to think that, you know, just cause Steph had an easy time of it. Um, you know, everybody. Also yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And um, when we were elected, so in 2012 at that annual general meeting, there was a huge change. Um, basically, the I think I, I call them the old board. Um, I think they all realized that it was time for a change and a lot of them just decided not to run. Um, So it wasn't like a massive coup d'etat. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I think they had realized that the world was changing, lacrosse was changing, and there was a whole group, there was about seven or eight of us that were really keen to start, you know, making changes and being, you know, just a slightly different organization. Um, So that, in that sense, it was kind of like a group act that we all undertook. Um, I think... I think it has sometimes been hard as a woman um, in the lacrosse world. And I, I feel like routinely I have to call out just bullshit. Am I allowed to swear on the podcast? Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, honestly,
0: this is, just, this is just a super relaxed informal podcast. Even if we don't talk about lacrosse, it's completely fine. Cool. Do <laughs> so you had to call out bullshit. What sort of bullshit did you have to call out?
1: Um, Just like pointing out to some people have you realized that there are no women on this board, on this panel, in this coaching group, you know, where is your 51%, you know, you know, women make up slightly more percent of the world yeah. overall, you know, where are the women? Why are we not here? You know, you say, and if you want to grow lacrosse, there's women are a huge market, you know, women yeah, drop out yeah. of sport at young ages, but there's something about the community within lacrosse and um, the friendliness and the fact that you can make it as competitive or as, or as like recreational as you want it to be, that I think could be, it should be so motivating to him that you can you can, can carry on and be an elite athlete till you're you know, in your thirties and your forties. Um, or you can just play rec league on a Sunday morning and that's cool too. And there's a space for everybody um, throughout lacrosse. And even if you don't, you know, maybe you're getting too old to play or you've got injuries that won't let you play, you can be an umpire, you could be a referee, you could be a coach.
0: Yeah, exactly. To do
1: that. All the administrative things, and um, and you can do all of those all at once, and you can, yeah. I I just love the fact that you could do. There's so many different aspects of lacrosse you can get involved in, and you know we're such a small sport, kind of globally we that we shouldn't be turning yeah. anybody away. If somebody wants to help, for heaven's sakes, say yes. Be like, what are you interested in? Cool, we'll find something for you to do, and um, and that's the kind of the ethos that we try and take with our board as well. Um. If somebody approaches us and says, hey, I've got this idea for a tournament or an internship project or a social media activity, um, come, come to us and say, you know, we almost always say yes, unless it's hugely expensive. Um, but, you know, we need to be a sport that says, yes, you are welcome. Yes, yeah, your idea. That's
0: amazing. Yeah. You need to be a sport that says yes to everything. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's, I find the thing with lacrosse, I mean, it's very much... It's it's such a community because everyone does know everyone, but it's very much the players make the sport. The players it's very much so. Like if you're talking about, um, think of it, rugby or football, they'll put the tournament on, and then the teams will come. But it's all this whole time it's owned by the tournament, you know. Yeah. Whereas very much if you go to a tournament like I went to the uh, the Prague Under Twenties tournament back in two thousand nineteen with Wales. Oh, excellent! And it was just a. Uh, yeah, that's the only brushing I've had in the ELF. But it was just very much whatever the players wanted to do, it happened, you know? Like, the players wanted to have a party at the end of the week. And we were like, yeah, let's have a disco. So what was there? There was a party at the end of the week. And I just think never really in any sport have the players, it's for the players, sort of made by people who used to be players, knowing what the players wanted. And I don't know. It's just so nice that the people who are competing get so much of a say in what they want kind of thing if that makes sense
1: no absolutely um, and i think that's because everybody who you know organizes across has been a player and i think generally the organizational side of things we're all still quite young like i would say most mm. most administrators organizers whatever coaches are within europe are probably under 45 and so you know we haven't stopped playing all that much. We might, we're probably a lot slower um, than we used <laughs> to be, but we, we do know what it was like to be a player. I just remember like the closing party after Amsterdam was, uh, Oh my God, off the chain. Like just, yeah, it was just amazing. Um, there are parts that I, you know, I don't remember and probably shouldn't. Um, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and, you know, I was at the tournament in Prague as well. And obviously being the president, you have to have a bit more decorum, but, you know, it's nice to go out, have a bit of a boogie at the beginning of the night and then discreetly yeah. exit and let the players, you know, go out and kind of do their own thing. Um, but it's fantastic because you'll get the officials, you know, standing in a corner, having a chat amongst themselves, you know, a, a pint. Um, I'm, I'm friends with the organizers in Prague. Barbara did a great job. Um, yeah. uh, so every, everybody doesn't know everybody. And so you do get that really nice kind of social vibe. And I feel like, especially at the beginning of the night, everybody talks to everybody else. And then, kind of, yeah, hundred as, as various levels of beer pick up, um, some people will kind of head off and do their own thing and go go. I usually go to bed now, at like midnight, but let the players go on all night if they need to.
0: Yeah, All right, yeah, just blowing off steam, isn't it? All yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, a couple more questions. Yeah. I mean, I've really enjoyed this chat. So, how how do you fit so? Oh, I'm gonna ask you. So I I have got a set of questions that I've been asking sort of uh that I'm gonna be asking most people doing this podcast. Yeah. But you've got quite a different story to most of the other players. So as you've been president of the ELF, what have you done actively to grow the women's game? What have you done as a woman in power uh, to grow it? Um
1: you know, there's this this um kind of statistic that people hire people who look like themselves. Um I, as you know, obviously it's been a board decision, but we have our coordinators are a majority women. We have okay. our, our referee coordinator is Barbara Zelenay based in Germany. Mm. She's a female woman. Uh, Serafine Alterman is our umpire coordinator. She's in Belgium. Uh, we've got Anna Peterson, who's our coaching coordinator in Norway. We've got Aaron Walters-Williams, who's our diversity and inclusion coordinator. So we've got four really strong coordinators just taken on two sponsorship coordinators um uh alvaro penador and narab haria um alvaro's in spain narab is in luxembourg you know we finally got some men in as Mm. coordinators um but recognizing that you know we have to give opportunities and i think it's that you know if i can see it i can be it sort of thing and i hope amazing having inspired a few you know young women or women or young girls to think oh you know um, I don't have to be a great lacrosse player to make a contribution and do something great in lacrosse. And um, so just making sure that we've given people opportunities to participate in lacrosse fully and yeah. pushed, you know, if we wanted to do a men's U20 event. Okay, great. But are we going to do a women's U20 event? Well, of course we are. We have to, because you can't do one and not, and turn around to the the girls who play lacrosse and say, ah, you're not quite there yet in a couple yeah, more. Yeah. You know, and we recognize that the women's U20 would would be a smaller event, but that is in no way a reason not to do it. So that's something that I'm really proud that we've done. And that was, you know, Lucy and I worked on that together. And that was just fantastic to see the women, you know, the younger women there with the U20s.
0: Mm, Amazing. So what do you have, what do you personally, what are your dreams and goals to achieve with the ELF regarding growing the women's sport?
1: Um, I would love to see at least one women's team in every European country. Um, and I say, you know, at least one, because I know in some countries they do only have one men's team. And, um, you know, yeah. so for those, I think I'd like to see as many women's teams as are our men's teams.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's the easiest. That's amazing. Summary. Yeah, that's great. So what sort of um, so that that's such a that's like the dream, isn't yeah. it? Across <laughs> everywhere. That's everyone's dream. I mean, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. So how how are you going to actively sort of manifest that dream? How are you going to work towards achieving that dream?
1: So to some extent, um, it is slightly out of ELF's power. So getting clubs started, we do tend to leave that more to the, content, uh, the national governing body. So within each country, yeah. there's a group of people who, you know, have similar functions to ELF, but on a much more local scale. And but you know, we do try and encourage, um, you know, if there's a group of guys, why aren't you inviting your sisters? Why aren't you inviting your friends, your girlfriends, your, you know, schoolmates mm. um, to do that? And making sure that they do feel welcome to join. We've got uh, equipment grants, so people can apply to us if they need sticks to get their new club started and um, we can arrange that as well. Uh, we are trying to do as much as we can in terms of our officials and really encouraging more women to get involved in officiating as well um, and really training up our umpires, so our women's officials, to provide you know a high level of, of officiating throughout Europe. Um, in terms of coaching, so Anna Peterson, as I mentioned, is our coaching coordinator and along with Henning Schmidt from Luxembourg, um, they have coached, they've been doing this coaching training program um, and they have done over a hundred coaches in a hundred days. So they've trained up a hundred wow. Um, And I was chatting with Anna about this a couple of weeks ago and she said there have been as many women attending their coaching coordinator, uh, coaching uh, learning
0: Amazing. as there have
1: been men. So there's a whole new cadre of female, of women coaches um ready to go. And so I think that is inspiring in and of itself because I think, if you can see a a woman or you know a young woman or a girl being a leader within that community that is inspiring to so many other people i'm thinking oh if i'm going to be coached by a woman that means she's really good that means i could be really good too i'm going to go try
0: yeah definitely she's sort of made her way so she's obviously going to be better for making her way there
1: yeah exactly that's amazing
0: wow that's great so uh so yeah, that's your future plans, sort of grow the game and support teams that are growing the game. So, uh, how, like, what's next on your personal lacrosse journey? You're obviously playing for Clapham, as you said. Yep. So, what's next on your personal lacrosse journey?
1: Um, getting back onto the field when we're allowed. um Yeah, to <laughs> this <laughs> COVID thing is just ongoing, and it's sort of yeah, just detracted from all the other, like all the amazing lacrosse stuff. That we should have been doing. So last year yeah. at, over Easter we were going to run the first women's box, um, like clinic slash event. So we run a tournament wow. called Ebox, um, which is the European Box Invitational, and we invite national teams. And there's, you know, Box Across is still sort of, um it's it's it has found its feet, but it's still not as strong as field. Oops. Um, It's not as strong as field lacrosse. Um, So we've been putting a lot of effort um, into that. And we have a Vox VP coordinator uh, initially with Sean Gibson. Now it's Frantisek Klima. So they've been doing great work really promoting box. Um, And so we have this e-box tournament that we run uh, over Easter weekend. And last year, uh, Frantisek and our friend Brian Whitmer uh, thought, you know, we should get some women's lacrosse involved. And so we came up with this event called She Shebox, which...
2: Oh, wow. Which I
1: thought was just like uh-huh. such a clever name. Um, that's cool. And so that would have been really our first like big yeah. box event. And it was going to be part clinic, part tournament. Um, and obviously that was like the first thing to drop after the start of the pandemic. Um, so that was really disappointing. But it definitely showed that there was an appetite to have women specific box events going on. And that's something that we are looking to grow the support of that.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. It's funny uh, it's funny you mentioned Brian Whitmer because I've actually been uh, living in Prague. So I've just moved back to the UK because COVID got pretty bad. Yeah. But yeah, I was uh, training with Brian Whitmer. Do uh, yes. Teaching up there <laughs> to, uh, I was basically doing, you know, Charlie Albury's old kind of job from last year. Yeah. You had him over there doing. I was basically doing that sort of thing.
2: Oh, nice. But uh,
0: COVID was too difficult. So I just came back for a while. Yeah. Hopefully, just right place, wrong time, I suppose, but um, yeah, so I'll just be heading back over to Prague soon.
2: Oh, excellent.
0: Yeah, so it's pretty cool. So, I've uh, sort of seen uh, the European side of lacrosse, and especially seen the youngsters playing box lacrosse. Uh, oh my god, the standard from what I'm used to in little Wales. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like seeing a completely new sport with open eyes, like, honestly, like, So field lacrosse, I'm obviously playing with a load of freshers and they're as good as, like, they all have the heart and they all put the work in. But they are, at the end of the day, still just freshers. They're new at uni, they're new to the sport. Um, I'm new to the sport, but going over there and just seeing people who've had sticks in hands from such a young age was just so refreshing for my sort of inspiration, encouragement. Like, I came back over with a real, like, lacrosse fever. I was like we're training we're doing this come on let's go let's go yeah and i just think that's so i would encourage anyone to go and see lacrosse uh, being played at such a high standard anywhere
1: absolutely and i think that's one way that we sort of start to level up um european countries against you know the north american kind of dominance is you know the sooner you pick up a lacrosse stick the more natural it yeah. is you know the more fearlessly you play um, and I think that's why the Czechs are you know some of the best players with in, in Europe really and um, and I think more countries should be doing more to grow lacrosse you know grow it grow it down in the sense of like going down in age. yeah um, and and yeah. especially when you're looking at you know young kids up until the age of about like 10 11 physically there's not that much difference between boys and girls so you can do mixed lacrosse and nobody really you know, notices the difference, as long as it's, you know, minimal contact or non-contact. There's absolutely no reason why you should be splitting boys and girls. I mean, there might be school system differences, but, you know, physically you can have boys and girls playing lacrosse up until the age of like 10 or 11 before you really know the difference. Um, So in terms of, you know, settings where there's maybe, you know, not enough boys or not enough girls to make their own teams, Well, one option would be to have smaller teams, of course, but also then to mix those two together and have them play together. So I think there's lots of opportunities to just kind of include girls and women throughout lacrosse, you know, the Mm. the whole journey from young to old.
0: Okay, so on it, that's that's so interesting. You you mentioned that because uh, we are so there's a a scheme in Wales called the uh, Five Times Sixty Scheme. And basically, uh, we as the Titans, uh, so COVID's obviously put a stop to our plans. But we've gotten in contact with the uh, Cardiff Council and the Sports Council Wales in regards to uh, going into schools and teaching pop lacrosse at like uh, I think it was like Year Eight level. Yeah. So we're, we're really interested in getting into schools. But I was going to be doing focusing on all of this year kind of thing. But obviously, COVID's happened. So now uh, and then next year, I'm unfortunately doing my PGCE so i'm not going to have any time to do it until about 3 years time which is such a shame really yeah but um it's definitely something we as a club are very invested in because we realize that in cardiff if you don't play rugby you don't play football you're not going to play anything so yeah. if we can give people an alternative sport you don't play football you don't play rugby oh but you could play lacrosse yeah then we've already got interest from like the age of 12 13 so I just think that coming up, we need to focus on the young people because they are literally the future of lacrosse. <clears throat> and so we're very lucky as a team to be all sort of low 20s. Like we've got no one over 25 in our team. Yeah. So we're very approachable to young people. And we've all got a lot of energy and a lot of stuff to give. Like <laughs> we're doing stupid things like making TikToks <laughs> and uh growing our social media and things because that's what we're good at yeah. we're young people that's what we're good at so we're very much playing to our strengths and we're all students so we've all got a lot of time but uh it's just just covid is just stopping us from doing it it's so frustrating but um we've got a lot of big plans for the future and uh we're really excited to get just get going with it really
1: yeah it sounds really exciting
0: um, yeah so uh the steel heads uh we're working a lot We're we're allied with the uh steel heads lacrosse which is uh, Robbing and Clark's oh, yeah. new boxer club, yeah, box club. Yeah. He's going to have in Wales, uh, which will hopefully pave the way to the national Welsh national team box lacrosse team. Uh, so we're very much allied with that. So our players will be the Welsh sort of uh, feet and that because he's based in England. Yeah. So our player base is going to be the sort of player base kind of thing. So that's very very exciting as well. So we are to have a bit of box and a bit of field, which before there was nothing. Yeah. So I just think I've got. Is going so fast as well. It's always
1: kind of struck me, and I I say this as somebody who's lived in the UK but hasn't grown up here that um, so much lacrosse is in England. There's quite a bit in Scotland, yeah. but very little. It sounds like within within Wales itself, but obviously like the Welsh national teams do quite well. And um, so it would be it would be great to see kind. Of, I I don't know, I don't want to say homegrown, but it'd be lovely to see a lot of lacrosse happening in Wales itself and not just kind of mm. people of Welsh backgrounds um, who live in England and who grew up in England. Um, I'd probably annoyed a lot of Welsh people with that statement. <laughs> no, no <laughs> it's
0: fine, don't worry about it. So you have, yeah, so um, I think it was about 15 years ago, there was you know, the Swansea Hawks, uh, Penarth, um but they were very popular in their community, so like people used to come and watch the games. They went involved with the programs, and it was just quite a hype kind of thing behind right. it. Then Penarth basically sort of turned into Cardiff Harlequins, and then and Penarth had like a youth program and everything, but that sort of dropped, sort of started dropping off. Then they made the Harlequins, and then Swansea Hawks folded. But it's so difficult to have a lacrosse team. With no other lacrosse teams, one in the country, and two within a normal travel distance. Our nearest team would be Bristol, I think. Yeah. yeah, it would have been Bristol, which is all well and good, but you only play them once a season. So it was just one one game a season. You'd have a close like a close travel game, yeah. and it was just too difficult when everyone. I think thing with the Quins is most of the players are quite older, are quite a bit older now, so they all have kids and jobs and things. Yeah. No one is naturally as invested in, yeah. We'll drive four hours and play lacrosse, whereas I think we're quite lucky that we have players who go, "Yep, I'm free like whenever because I'm just doing online classes." Yeah, I'll drive wherever. So I think it's quite lucky in that sort of sense. But hopefully, us starting this new club in Card, well, in the South Wales area, we will. Um, I'm looking to get sort of a friendly publicity-based rivalry going with the Cardiff Harlequins where we sort of um, throw a bit of Instagram shade at each other, yeah. just sort of build up some hype. I have no issue with any of the players. I've played for them a few times and we're all pals and their, their captain coaches us and things like that. So we're very interconnected. Uh, coaches are our university side, sorry, not the club. But we're very interconnected. So there's obviously not any real uh, rivalry there, but I'm hoping to sort of, build up a rivalry so everyone's like oh what's going on yeah here? get the I'm hype going interested. get
1: the
0: hype yeah, going. yeah. so um, and then hopefully in a couple of years us having this hype and then the steelheads being in swansea the box lacrosse yeah. team hopefully that makes the swansea hawks reappear as something else perhaps swansea phoenixes maybe because yeah, they come exactly. back but uh <laughs> hopefully that is something that comes back in swansea and then you've got the three clubs and then it might. I think. Uh, I'd love for there to be like a. I was thinking of doing it with WLA later on. So if that does happen, it could be cool having like a South Wales uh, Cup or something.
2: Yeah.
0: And giving it a little name, so all the university sides, the club sides, all get together and we all have a big game against each other, kind of. Yeah, thing. like
1: a whole weekend kind of thing would be amazing.
0: Yeah, like like a varsity.
1: Yeah. Thing.
0: Be awesome. So that's, that's the dream. That's my little goal. That have sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and as soon as we start getting lacrosse into schools, there's no reason we can't have school matches. We'll just pop lacrosse or mix lacrosse. Absolutely. And I um, think,
1: you know, I mean, coming from the Netherlands, having a small country can actually be hugely beneficial because you can travel all the way across for a day and, yeah. you know, play your opponents on the other side of the country and be back home in time for dinner. And, um, so yeah. It's,
2: it's yeah exactly. You know, once you kind
1: of reach that critical mass of having, you know, so when I started in the Netherlands there were four clubs and each one had a men's team and a women's team. Um and then by the time I left uh there were like two divisions uh each with about oh, wow. eight players uh not eight players but eight eight teams um and Belgium was sending teams because they didn't they were just starting up their league as well um and so Yeah, I think that's been a huge benefit of having a small country is that once it starts growing, it can grow really, really quick and you can kind of rope in neighbouring countries, you know. I'm sure Bristol would pop over for a weekend, that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've had a few... uh, I'm going to be having a few of the Bristol players coming on and having a chat as well, so hopefully we build up some connections there with the Titans. But, um, I mean, the thing with lacrosse is everyone knows everyone, so I, I honestly can see it just growing so quickly if there's a market people will come if you build it they'll come kind of thing so um anyway it's all just very exciting and hopefully it it has just gone so fast it's just it wasn't actively sort of set up to be like this it just sort of fell into place I suppose so all my friends were were like yeah we want to play more lacrosse and I was I was so I was coaching USW-ish because the US, uh, the Cardiff Harlequins coach wasn't able to come to work. So I was coaching them all through the summer and then through the start of the year. And I was coaching Cardiff Met for the whole of last year. So it just sort of, I knew all of the players. We all played together and trained together and things. And they wanted to play lacrosse. So it was them two that brought in. And then Swansea, I know a few of the lads. Yeah. So now they're interested as well. So it's just, all of it's just grown. <laughs> That's the best way to this Yeah, it's,
1: it's,
0: just it's nice when
1: it's kind of, organic growth um yeah. yeah and sometimes you do need to give it that bit of encouragement but I'm, I've seen a couple of clubs in you know countries even where it's almost forced growth and and
2: yeah. it's not
1: necessarily sustainable so you, I mean it's it doesn't rely having you know passionate just having passionate people involved boots on the ground um and I think that's that's the best way to grow lacrosse because then that passion is in you know, and that enthusiasm is so contagious and people are just like, yes, I will do whatever this person says, because I think they're amazing. And this sport is amazing. Yeah, exactly.
3: all these amazing, <laughs> people
1: here. Um, So yeah. yeah, I think, I think we are an amazing sport. I think we have an amazing community. Um, and I think that's such mm. a strength that we have within lacrosse is, you know, every, as you said, as I think we both said, everybody knows everybody else. Um, and that's such a good strength. That's mm. such a nicely connected community. And that we have and when people need help you know you can call up somebody hey actually I did this the other day I was like I need to get five sticks to uh country x everything is sold out online or it's going to take three months to get there because of Brexit and um, who do I? A friend yeah. in country Y, and said look you're both in mainland lacrosse can we get some sticks over we'll you know ELF will pay you for the expenses um and yeah they're on their way over right now so I was just like this is Wow. you know and you just
2: think that's insane just think, yeah
1: what everybody wants to grow lacrosse and help each other out and and we've from the same yeah. background of you know struggling up you know getting lacrosse known um I think lacrosse just attracts amazing amazing people
0: yeah it does so what what in your opinion is the best way to make lacrosse known to put us really on the map is it male exposure on tv or is it growing the game in schools or something else entirely how can we put how can we best put lacrosse on the map
1: I think to grow players definitely helps to get into schools and um, if you get kids in when they're young um, I think they'll stick with it for a very long time and um, that being said you know I know so many people have picked it up at uni um, and re- regardless of what country it's in um, but I think that's also there and I think Having a good social aspect as well is really helpful because I think ultimately people want to do a sport because it's fun. You know, maybe they're super competitive. That's great. That's a national team. But I think the vast majority of players play lacrosse or any sport because it's fun because they, they're there with their friends and, you know, and it could be any sport that they play. So how do we make it lacrosse? Well, we make sure that it's fun, that it's inclusive, that people can see themselves, that it's, you know, a nice environment to be in basically, um, you know, social events to go alongside games are great. Uh, you know, having a club with both men's and women's teams is quite fun, especially like for the younger people, you know, um, a nice chance to, yeah, obvious, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, but not, you know, not necessarily, um, I think just having a really good atmosphere and giving opportunities for socializing is re- really key. um, and, yeah, just trying to be inclusive and making feel, people feel welcome.
0: Mm, amazing. So that's all so so interesting, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it gives us a lot to think about how we like, well, how I can just grow the game. Yeah. Do so, you guys
1: have a women's team in the Titans?
0: No. Right. So that's something. Yeah. So that's something I've been thinking about. I really, really want to have a women's team the trouble is is we have um COVID has made it pretty much impossible just for the moment. Yeah. But I sort of um I had in mind, do you know how the NBA and WNBA works? Uh
3: not do totally. Have,
0: so basically you have the um for example, the uh the Minnesota Timberwolves with like their logo. And then you have the Minnesota Lynxes, who have like a very similar logo. But it's, it's a wolf it's with a bone. Yeah, and it all yeah, basically it all just comes under no, it's not a bone. It all comes under the Taft Titans umbrella, so they have a slightly different name, but we wear the same kit and we all sort of socialise together and we're all part yeah. of it. But I'm I haven't yet found. Um, any anyway, I would like. I don't want to have to ask people, would you like to do this? Because I feel that they don't really want to do it then. So I'm waiting for someone to go, this is amazing. I see what you're doing here. Uh, can we get a woman's team going? Be surprised. Kind of thing. I think, And then
1: I think especially on the women's side, if, if you ask them, Hey, I've got this idea. Can you help me with it? Yeah. I think that brings, I, I think that brings a lot of people in. And that's something that I've found, Um, you know, we, you know, sometimes we I do go around and tap people on the shoulder and say, hey, would you consider applying for this? I think you'd be really good at it. Hey, have you thought about doing this coaching program? I think you've got some leadership yeah. skills. Um I think it is a matter of sometimes just tapping people on the shoulder. being, Would you think about would you do me a favor and consider this? Or, you know, I think you've got lots of good skills that would make you a good X, Y or Z. Do you want to come play with us? Or, you know, are you you know, I heard I hate.
4: Going up to the captain
1: of the university and being like, I know you're graduating next year. Do you want to keep playing lacrosse? And here's a good way to do it. And I think, yeah, I think it's hard to say. I don't don't want to generalize, but I think sometimes on the women's side, we need to kind of get that encouragement to do it. And there's obviously imposter syndrome of, you know, I don't know if I can run the whole club, but if you're just like, hey, you know, we're here to support you. We want to see a women's team growing. um, That might just, it might just be as simple as that. of just like poking a captain or two hey, you know, do you want to keep playing after uni? Come and play with us and, you know, we'll get you the support. We've got field books out already. And, um, you know, it's a good atmosphere. We, we go to the pub on the weekends, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll definitely uh, give it a go, to be honest. I mean, it's something that I, I'm quite passionate about. And I know that uh, the local universities have, like, about three teams, like three women's right. teams. There's so much women's lacrosse in the area. There's just no clubs. Yeah. No clubs for senior women. I mean, I all, think if so. you set up
1: a club, people will come because so, many girls, you know, yeah. they, they really get into lacrosse at uni and then they just go, Oh, well I've got a job and, you know, don't expect, they may not join right after uni because making that transition to working life can be challenging. Um, but I think a yeah. lot of them be like, Oh, I had such a good time with my mates at uni playing lacrosse. I want to keep doing that. Oh, Hey, look, the Titans of a mm. women's team. This is awesome. Um, I, I mean, I think you've got a really good market if you've got three unis, you know, and eat with one yeah,
0: it's just a hotbed. Yeah, we just it's just lucky that we've just got such a a hotbed, really. But I mean, you travel <laughs> travel to the real Wales, uh, not such a metropolitan area, and it's just nothing. Yeah. I I grew up in um, so I grew up in a tiny, tiny town called Cardigan, out in West West Wales, sort of where all the beaches are and the oh, sea right. is, like yeah. kind of thing. But we literally only had just rugby or football, maybe cricket in the summer. But that was for the posh. Yeah, <laughs> there was no I I thought so I uh, watched I'd only saw uh, lacrosse in Wild Child.
2: And,
0: oh, I right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll give this a go. This looks fun. And then they were giving me helmets and they were giving me gloves. And I'm like, what's, what's all this for? And they're like, oh, wait and see, wait and see. And I was like, oh, my God, what have <laughs> I got myself into? and the first drill they made us do was a gauntlet, oh, <laughs> so we had to get to the end of the gauntlet, <laughs> and I was just getting battered from both sides, and it was just, yeah, it was just phenomenal, and I just fell in love with the sports, I had this rugby background, yeah. and I obviously, I I was doing things like karate, and like kickboxing, and things, so I was like very active when I was a teenager, yeah. I didn't do anything for a year, because I was just overtaken by the university hype, and I was like, you know what, I want to get into a sport, and then Started my second year in it within nine months. So I I just fell so much in love with um, lacrosse. I was just hitting the wall every day, like uh, doing whatever I could lacrosse related. And then I was playing for the Quins. I think it was. I played like two games and some guy who was at the club was like, yeah, you should go along to these Wales practices. So I went along and they selected me and I couldn't believe it. And then that summer that I started, so nine months later, (laughs) I was in Prague singing the anthem and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what am yeah. I doing here? That <laughs> was just phenomenal. But I loved it and my lacrosse has grown from that. So I was just Yeah, it's just one of those crazy life things that just sort of happened and snowballed. Yeah, you know
1: and I think that well, I think that's go. such a good good draw for new players of just being like these are all the things you can do from lacrosse. You can keep it wreck. You can you know dedicate yourself day after day and make it to the national team you know there's there's so once you start playing you can just take it anywhere um and I think it also just teaches you a lot of life skills as well of like you know dedication um you know mental skills I think being present I've learned so many grown-up skills um that I probably wouldn't yeah. have otherwise I mean like I'd I'd hate to say I have any sort of business acumen but I you know I'm a scientist by training and um, there's that stereotype of us having like poor social skills and, you know, just being obsessed with things, in the lab. but being a part of lacrosse, you know, I've had to interact with people all across the world. And, you know, think, think like an adult, think strategically. How do I, how do I maneuver ELF to be in a position to do X, Y, and Z? How do we grow women's lacrosse? How do we grow youth lacrosse? What kind of tournaments do we need to have? And um, so, it, you know, you can make, it can be as much or as little as you want. Um, and i've you know some i know some people I've made it as much as I possibly can uh from the governance side, but other people obviously make it as much as they can from the national team side mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's very important it's that you can take in whichever direction you want it to go
0: yeah so, so this sort of uh leads me on to uh my final question. what advice would you give to uh women or women players? Uh, in general when they st- and what support should they look for just what advice would you give women starting the sport of lacrosse and wanting to get involved with the world the lacrosse culture and just growing the game
1: um i would say stick with it it's it's harder than it looks at first and you know inherently women's sticks are so different from men's sticks so if 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 it's you know if it's a young woman or a woman or a girl um, who's playing just with the boys know that your stick is different from the boys sticks. Um, and that is like a fundamental difference. Um, and I would say, you know, the boys are sometimes a bit laddie, but generally I think some of the nicest guys I know are in lacrosse um, and they're the ones who, you know, stuck for women. And, you know, I don't know if you've been following the news, um, but the case of the woman yeah. who was murdered, um, you know, every lacrosse team I've been at a club I've been involved with, the guys have always made sure that the women are safe, you know, are you okay to get home? You know, call me when you're back, send a WhatsApp in the group, um, you know, and they're, I've, you know, they're the ones who also call it the the bullshit that is going on of like, you know, you can't talk about women that way, you know, be respectful, that sort of thing. Um, and I think that's part of also good atmosphere um, that we have in lacrosse. So I think women should know that coming into lacrosse, it is a good atmosphere. It's a safe space to be, um you know the boys are quite physical on the field, but you know afterwards they're lovely human beings and um, and I mean that's always been my experience. I'm sure there are others who have had different experiences, but I would say overall, Lacrosse is such a good place to be it's it's a good for your mental health it's good for your physical health um you know I would say definitely give it a try mm-hmm. and we as people who are already established in the lacrosse community should be as welcoming to newcomers as we possibly can so you yeah. know, as I said, you know, we're too small of a sport to turn people away. So everybody should make somebody else feel welcome in the community.
0: Of course, of course. All right, thank you so so much for being oh, on the show. Welcome. I mean, it's amazing. I've loved having a chat <laughs> with you. Your story is really inspired. Oh, me well, That's really good. So, thank you. So, so so much All <laughs> well right. good
1: luck with this um yeah and hopefully things are back on the field soon and i look forward to hearing about the women's titans team coming up in a couple of years
0: yeah i just need a uh, a cool uh team name now that's sort of is a bit like titans but very different. yeah i'm well. sure there's some uh, i have to get my thinking yeah is on. the
1: <laughs> the titans are like greek mythology aren't there aren't they so they're actually yeah, something so
0: actually <laughs> The, yeah we, we're called the titans but we have zeus on our logo yeah. so it doesn't really uh we so someone told me this so i i obviously created the logo and did all of that side of it and our committee members were like that's a god that's not a titan And i was like yeah yeah it's a, oh by titan i mean one that is big and awesome yeah. and power saying who we are as players yeah. <laughs> but yeah i just i just like the logo with the lightning bolt it is pretty cool, cool yeah <laughs> so we do need to uh think of something a little bit similar. Yeah.
1: It must <laughs> have been female different. titans as Absolutely. well. Maybe you just then not yeah, typically name them.
0: Yeah, but I feel like, um, yeah, so that, I know there's the this titan of the earth called Gaia, yes. but then I think that would be kind of, she's like the main titan I can think of. But then I was like, that doesn't really, the tough Gaia's, it sounds a bit kind of, sounds a bit naive. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I will think about this. So I was then thinking of like powerful female warriors, you know, and then I was like thinking about the Welsh sort of twist to it. so like um, the Taft Celts. Oh, that'd be like quite that. cool. I that's just, yeah, I was I was really into that because, you know, that um, Boudiccaire, the Welsh uh, prince, princess was like Welsh? on the chariot and stuff. Yeah, taking on the Romans and yeah. that. She was like really like. I, well, I, I've, so we could have the. Logos yeah, I've definitely there. heard of
1: her, but i I was always presented of the mm. fact that she was English. Maybe that's just England.
0: Oh, oh. maybe she's so cool. We both yeah. want her. <laughs> We're like yeah, she's one of ours. She's one of ours. <laughs> no, she's one of us. <laughs> but uh, so I, I will be thinking of something similar like that. I'm hopefully gonna find a word that has the T on it. The alliteration yes, yeah. going. Because tough titans, pops and then tough something else. Maybe. So the only other thing I could think of is like tough Trojans, but that's not really
1: female.
0: (laughs) So it's going to be something womanly and powerful, you know, because they're going to be a kick-ass badass. I mean, the Amazon, but you don't get
1: the alliteration.
0: I was. It's funny. I was actually honestly thinking of the Amazons. And then I was like, yeah, but people will just be thinking of Amazon delivery. Like no one's going to be thinking of. A lacrosse club really so i was genuinely thinking of i mean Amazons, that might be a good like...
1: marketing ploy though if you want to increase popularity like google search optimization some mm-hmm. um, i don't know how that works um oh, but yeah yeah just some hashtag yeah yeah
0: just piggyback off them yeah it could be i will definitely have a thinking to it i mean obviously i need to uh get the uh the ladies who will be making the team involved yes. asap. yeah uh, so peace that um Speak to them if they all hate the name. I'm I mean, ask them, see what they want to call them. The yeah,
1: the
2: exactly. Stay
0: yeah. yeah. Anyway, so thank you so so much for being on You're the show, welcome. and I really did enjoy. Yeah, it's chatting. been a pleasure.
1: Thanks so much, Zach.
0: Okay, so uh, this is Tea with the Titans. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening still. Uh, Here I have my special guest, Hannah Solly. Hannah is a women's lacrosse player from Scotland who plays for the uh, National Scottish team and also the Bristol Bombers. Hello, Hannah. How are you?
4: Hello. I'm good, thanks.
0: How are you? Amazing. Yeah, yeah.
4: No, all good. Just uh, this year, I think it's been pretty crazy for everybody across the world, um, especially mm. us lacrosse players not being able to do anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I mean, we're getting there. It's just been a tough year having to, I mean, everybody's just been training by themselves and working from home and it's just a completely different setup to what we're all used to. But hopefully yeah, we're definitely. on on the up.
0: Yeah, hopefully we are on the up. I mean, lacrosse uh, will be unrecognisable probably when it comes back, especially in regards to contact. So I just hope that lacrosse bounces back because I'm pretty sure, especially regarding the university level, most people, um, their interest is going to dip because they just haven't had that connection with a team. They just haven't had that interaction that so gets people involved. And Mm -hmm. that's what lacrosse is all about. So. I mean, what do you think lacrosse will look like after all of this?
4: I mean, yeah, I was just going to say that the only game I've played. um, (laughs) Yeah, so um, we played a game in October last year against Bath University. And, you know, we didn't have a draw. um, There was, you know, certain things. I think, yeah, it was just a a flip of a coin. um, And it was just a kind of pass back um, after every goal, which it definitely changed the game um and that yeah, there was sure. you know not having a draw at the beginning of the game and after every goal it it really you know you, you got yourself into a better position or a different position or not in a position at all um
2: yeah of course, and
4: yeah. yeah it was just for someone to me and another girl we normally take the draw so we were a bit like what do we do? <laughs> you know, we just we're just Amazing. we're just passing back to someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think in that sense, I I don't think they're going to have the draw anymore. I think they're just trying to eliminate that close contact um mm. between people. But I mean, apart from that, there wasn't a, a, a vast change in in rules, um, which is good to see. But I think you know, with the kind of change in the Olympic rules and everything, I just wonder if that will filter down um, into kind of all levels. But we'll just have to Yeah, that's, see. A that's a great
0: point. It's a great point. So you, you've brought up the Olympic rules. So mm-hmm. what are the main, for our listeners who aren't, <laughs> me especially what God. are the differences between me. the Olympic rule
4: <laughs> and the women's rule <laughs> um gosh that, I, just wasn't
0: um,
4: sure. <laughs> I know it caught me off guard um so I think because um obviously we're trying to get lacrosse into the Olympics which is amazing yeah. I don't know why it's taken us this long um I think obviously men's and women's game at the moment are very different and in order for us to be allowed to compete in the olympics they have to follow the same remit so i think it's after every goal um it's a goalie clear or a player clear um it doesn't go back to the center draw um it's 66 um and it's different timings or different courses i think off the top of my head that might be very wrong so it's more similar to like basketball then yeah I think so and it's just it's just quicker and I think it's it but I think that's the similar rules for the men's as well this might be completely wrong but that's just off the top of my head yeah Um, but yeah it's gonna be I think the Americans have trialed it um and it was just insane it was just back and forth back and forth just fitness um, literally <laughs> lots, fitness
0: lots <laughs> okay so do you think that uh after covid they will bother reintroducing the draws or do you think they'll just transition into this more olympic sport
4: um it's so hard to tell i mean i think the draw is such a crucial part of a lacrosse game especially in the in, in the women's yeah. game um because it's it's a point of winning possession straight away um I would hope they would eventually introduce it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think lacrosse would be very different without the draw. So, but that's just, we we, we don't know at this point, uh, however long co- yeah, course, the COVID rules last. But I would hope it would move back into yeah. having a draw of some sort throughout the yeah, game.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, I hope so then. So, yeah. COVID is obviously going to change the face of the game for a long, long, long time to come. I can see uh, the repercussions sort of. Echoing down, and especially if we've got these changes coming from higher up, I can sort of see that in a few years um mm. sort of coming down and having its effect. Sort of like, um oh, yeah, we can compare it to. Have you seen the face off rules that have all changed in college lacrosse? I haven't, no. Okay, so basically, you were allowed to go down a on one knee and do a normal face off, but they changed it to a standing face off, is the only face off allowed. So that then means that all of the high schools to get into the colleges. Are all doing this new technique and basically, it's just changed it back to maybe what it was, but like in the early noughties. So we're going mm-hmm. back to a faster paced game,
4: mm-hmm. right?
0: So, can we hear about your lacrosse story?
4: <laughs> about yeah, your lacrosse story. my lacrosse journey. <laughs> um, so I started playing lacrosse when I was in primary school. Um, I moved oh, wow, um yeah. to a new area, and the head teacher at the time was an ex-Scotland lacrosse player um so she we had us all playing pop lacrosse um and I in Scotland I'm from quite a rural area so she was head teacher of um, another primary school as well and we there was about four or five primary schools that we used to play each other have tournaments um and it was great fun you know everybody loved it and but unfortunately none of the high schools in my area played it. Um I went to school in Edinburgh um and was at boarding school um and luckily it was lucky enough yeah. to play lacrosse there. Um and that's where I got involved in um the kind of Scotland setup. Um that's fantastic. But, yeah Yeah, um and then did a gap year played in Australia for a bit, um, and then just played at uni. And then since then um I've just been playing with uh Bristol really um and then doing southwest lacrosse and still trying to continue with Scotland but in a nutshell and a quick (laughs) quick story that's my journey (laughs) that sounds Um, amazing wow
0: I have so many (laughs) so many questions it's amazing (laughs) so I never realized lacrosse was so big in Scotland I mean were you just lucky to live in a hot spot or is it just is that the norm
4: it's it's not at all I mean I was very lucky um to live in well not even to live to go to a school where I had a head teacher who was an ex-lacrosse player um if I had gone to a different primary school then I wouldn't have had that opportunity um and I think when I was at school there was only about five or six schools in Scotland that played lacrosse and oh yeah they were mainly all um private schools but i think that that's definitely turning now you know lacrosse scotland have done a yeah, lot to you know sure. develop and push lacrosse into um primary schools and high schools and it's just getting the teachers uh P teachers and teachers trained up and you know the equipment and everything so there are more schools across scotland playing lacrosse now which is great and i know there's more clubs getting set up and you know Fantastic. other parts but it, it is really good but there's still a long, yes. a, a, long a long way to go That's um, yeah,
0: well. of yeah of course yeah well we are at such a disadvantage really because it yeah. is such an expensive sport to get yeah. into with all the it equipment is. but yeah. it's an uphill battle from the start but <laughs> mm.
4: anyway I think yeah so, I think you know you can have so many um you have so many you know cheap women's sticks and balls are easy to get yeah. in touch with but um, so I guess from the women's side, it is quite accessible. Um, oh yeah, course, you know, you, course, you just have yeah. a ball or really a ball and a stick um, and a gum shield. Um, but yeah, once you kind of start, you know, sticks are so expensive nowadays. <laughs>
0: yeah, crazy. Crazy. And you went on a gap year to yes. Australia. What did, that yes. is bonkers! And what was yeah, lacrosse like out there? Classic. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, so, look, <laughs> classic.
0: Um,
4: lacrosse was um, it was it was different because they played different rules. They played for the. I know I was just this, like seventeen year old straight out of school. Um, yeah. and joined this lacrosse club. Um, and they played international rules, which I now know are kind of the American rules what we what we see as kind of international rules now but um (laughs) as a 17 year old I had no idea what that was um but it was great you know and they had a really good setup over there um and you know met some there was some really good coaches and met some great people and we were able to play was able to play a few games while I was there um but yeah, yeah I think they've got they've got a good setup in Australia I mean Aussies are mad for sport but yeah, their yeah lacrosse they lacrosse it. <laughs> yeah, their their lacrosse was I was very surprised okay. um at how, you know, the talent that was there. And I was like, Oh gosh, I just Is it a
0: high standard? I
4: mean, yeah, there was a girl that I remember one of the girls she'd only started playing, you know, a few months prior to me joining and she was she was really good. And there was other players on my team that were insane and you were and I was so taken aback because wow. you just you I think that was my first real um, uh, what's one looking for? My first real experience and an eye opener is that oh, lacrosse is like people, people <laughs> like people play this across the world. It's yeah. not just Scotland. It's not just England and and America. Like this is thing. It's a thing. and I world, think yeah. yeah, and I think that was where I kind of realized like okay, this is this is this is big and this could be big um if people just yeah. give it a chance <laughs> um. Exactly. But no, it was exactly. it was really fun and yeah, it was it was good to keep playing. On, on my gap here before I kind of went into uni which was that good.
0: amazing what an, what an opportunity what an experience <laughs> that
4: sounds amazing
0: so yeah so I, I understand completely what you mean about the uh, players and the talent mm. uh, in another country so I've recently just been to Prague I was it was all COVID related mm. like if COVID hadn't happened it would have been amazing kind of thing yeah but COVID made it really really difficult so I was meant to be going out there to play box across and to oh, teach fun. with Brian Whitman, mm-hmm. uh, like working alongside him, kind kind of thing. But basically, um, I we think we did like two training sessions, if that. But uh, the standard of these fifteen, sixteen-year-old kids, I was like those yeah. very <laughs> out of shape 22 year olds and these <laughs> kids, man, they've been playing since they're <laughs> seven years old, and the standard is just.
4: Yeah, but no, they were running
0: rings around me. Yeah,
4: <laughs> and you rings think you're quite me. fit, and then you're like, oh no, yeah, yeah I'm really yeah, not fit. Yeah, but, nope, <laughs> I am not fit.
0: <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so it's quite hard. Do you find that the standard that you're playing at is high for the UK in comparison to other teams, or do you think that the UK as a whole standard of lacrosse is still fairly low when we compare ourselves to like Australia and European countries and things?
4: Um, I wouldn't say so. No, I just think it's the the way sport and this is sport in the UK as a whole, the way the UK views sport. It's just we don't have the funding and we don't have the infrastructure in place like other countries like America, Australia and Canada. That these countries are big for big on sport and they have amazing lacrosse teams. You know they have the funding there and they have the infrastructure. So people with the talent, it's it's brought on. And I think you know some of the talent we have in Scotland is insane. Um, and I I think that they match anybody from you know Australia oh, or America or England or whatever. It's not it's not you know I think people view Scotland as the underdogs, but we've got as much talent and as much you know heart as any of the other teams across the world i think it's just how the uk kind of how they their relationship with sport (laughs) lets us down a bit
0: (laughs) yeah of course of course okay so it is this week is um international Mm. women's week of course so uh what are you what is your like what support have you received as a woman in sport do you think it's enough support or do you think there should be more support for women Obviously, starting out on their athletic elite careers, like you have,
1: um,
4: that's a really good question. Um, because I've kind of been involved in, I was, I, I did, um, athletics to quite high standards as well. I was a 400 hurdler, yeah, yeah. so I'm kind of in two, oh, wow. two sports, Amazing. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I. I would say yes and no to that answer I think there could be more support for you know young women or young Mm. female athletes out there trying to get into the elite sporting world um I know that there is still people and, and for me especially I've tapped into my local um local uh local council sports funds to get funding so I can you know get up to training so I can buy myself equipment um and I know other other people do that as well but I think as a whole i think the uk needs to do more for um supporting and funding female athletes for sure
0: so is it just so to... that's really interesting you say that so if there was the funding so say if there was all of the funding necessary to get all of these women playing with sticks in hands playing the sport mm. um do you think that that would be enough to really grow the women's game do you think funding's the primary issue or do you think there are other issues sort of like um representation? Yeah. People not being aware of lacrosse is even a thing? There's there's or?
4: there's definitely other other aspects. I think funding is definitely one of them. As you just said, representation. Um I think we need to do more across the UK and I think, you know, getting into the primary schools and getting into the high schools and making sure people mm. have they play it at high school. they play at high school they play at uni and then they come out of uni and they want to join a club but because you know a lot of people aren't picking it up until university we're missing a whole age group of kids that have just never played lacrosse before or maybe only played pop lacrosse and there just needs to be you know further infrastructure there um that so we can you know that grassroots level really needs to grow um but i think also lacrosse especially women's lacrosse it's still viewed as a and i hate to use the word it's it's still viewed as like a posh sport and you only play it yeah yeah you only play it if you went to private school and that's just not the case anymore it's just it's really not and you know i have um a girl i play on bombers with and she started at uni and now she's in the wales um second squad and I just think that's insane like you picked up lacrosse at university and now you're in the second team for your you know your your national national squad and I just think that like that's that's how quick if you have the determination you can improve and 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 excel in lacrosse um but I think yeah people just they don't they don't yeah maybe have a club near them or you know they just can't get to it um there's a lot of things that I think women's lacrosse stops people wanting to try um or they just yeah yeah, there's no club near them um or they they don't play or 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 they just feel like they're they can't do or they don't fit in or something yeah there's um but I think it's that's slowly being broken down um because yeah as I said before I just don't think it's the case anymore You're, you're getting people from everywhere that's playing lacrosse which I think is great yeah
0: it's definitely the way forward yeah well I just think that um so what do you think the best way of... So obviously, most people mm. don't even know about lacrosse. Like, I'm from a really, really tiny town um, mm. over in West Wales. And uh, I only started lacrosse when I came the second year of university. And I just fell in love with it straight away, just worked my butt off kind of thing for it. But um, I'll go back to my hometown and be like, oh, yeah, I play lacrosse. And I'll be like, lacrosse, what's that? Isn't that the one on horses? So <laughs> I just think that somehow... I mean, as soon as we get into the Olympics, we'll be like fine sailing, you know. But just think we need that sort of exposure at the elite level to trickle down. So just everyone knows about lacrosse and they go, oh, I will fancy a go of that. So if you could give some advice to a woman starting out playing lacrosse on her lacrosse journey, because you've had such an amazing and interesting journey, what advice would you, as a member of the community and the great world of lacrosse, what advice and support would you say she should one look for and what advice should she have in her game um branding herself and what like working hard and things what advice would you give her
4: yeah I think (laughs) okay answer that that question in two parts I think the first one I would do is you know if you because I know a lot of kids um they see lacrosse and wild child or some sort of film like that and they're like oh my god yeah that's why I first and um (laughs) and I would just say you know find your local lacrosse club um if if it's maybe an hour away you know contact them try and see if there's any people from your local area driving and just organize a carpool if that has to be the case but just get in to a lacrosse club um and you know you're going to get matches you're going to get coaching you're going to meet other lacrosse players potentially girls um your age and I just think that's probably the best way to get to get stuck into it um and yeah yeah or you know if If you're really enjoying it, you can, you know, approach the school and say, can we do some pop lacrosse or just something so you're, you know, getting it involved. But I think, yeah, if you've seen it on TV or your friend started it, that's what I would suggest. Um,
2: Yeah.
4: And then to answer your second question, um, I mean, I'm still very much on my kind of lacrosse development journey, but I would just say, um, you know, stick work is going to be your best friend and just getting out, on a wall with a ball um just making sure that both your hands are super strong um you can you know do everything with your stick you know put it on the ground to pick it up well um and you know really working on your Mm. fitness and understanding the game understanding the rules um and you know your footwork as well is super important now because the game is just becoming so fast um footwork footwork and attack exactly well yeah anywhere across the pitch your footwork has to be good um but I would just say you know just keep keep committed and keep and keep striving to be a better self you know ask questions from coaches get feedback send them videos you know what does this look like what can I work on what's not good about this um I mean yeah I'm as I say I'm still very much on my development journey so just trying to improve myself but um (laughs) It's great. Yeah, I think that's just, amazing. That's what I would suggest um to someone just right. getting into the sport. Yeah,
0: it's great advice. It's great advice. That's the same with mm. any sport anywhere, really, isn't it? But uh, no, thank you so right. much for that advice. That'd be great, and hopefully, someone listening yeah. will it inspire them. So, Hannah, what's next for you? What's on the agenda? Next so, so the yeah, camp? I mean,
4: I'm just at the moment really looking forward to getting back to playing, whether it be just. Chucking a ball yeah, yeah. friends or whatever, um, I don't care. Um, but I think, um, hopefully, you know, <laughs> Boris will let us back in the pitch soon. I think, um, with Scotland, we're looking to have, um, some you know, Scotland have been great at they've been doing virtual, um, uh, squad weekends through lockdown, um, which have been, you know, because we still Fantastic, weren't sure yeah. about what was happening with the World Cup, so you know, we were still. Scotland, were still gearing up for that. Um, and it was just a way of, you know, seeing your teammates over Zoom, if you could meet up with them. Um, so I think we, Scotland are looking to do that. Um, and then also have some, you know, squad weekends. Um, but just literally only there to have some fun, play lacrosse again, some 6v6, just get us yes. back into the game. Because I think that's what lacrosse players, especially at, you know, regional or national level, that's what they're really missing is just the game time and being able to throw silly st- silly tricks, you know, do things, just get back into the game and get moving again because it almost feels alien when I go and try and do something now because you just haven't done it in so long. Um, yeah, I But yeah, and then I'm just yeah. looking forward to getting back on the pitch with Bristol. Um, they're such an amazing team and we've done really well in the league and everything. Um, and yeah, it's just, I'm just... I think as a whole, I'm just looking forward to getting back to playing lacrosse and seeing people again um and getting back into a training routine. Um yeah.
0: Amazing. Yeah, yeah. great. Well, it was absolutely you, lovely you, chatting so much. To you today, Hannah. Awesome. Thanks Brilliant. for coming on. It's been amazing. <laughs> what an inspiring story. <laughs> thank you. Well. All right. No worries, thank Thanks you so much.
2: much. Bye. All right.
0: Okay, here we go. We have my uh, next guest to come onto the podcast. We've got Eliza and we've got Sophia from Cardiff University. Uh, both the girls have represented or are currently representing Wales and they both play for the Cardiff Women's University First Team. Uh, so, hello. It's great to have you
5: here. We're so happy to be part of uh, your chosen teams to be involved in this podcast. It's such an awesome idea. Like, I'm so motivated yeah uninspired that you guys are doing this as like a mental health motive and also that you did a team for beginners because I think that's so important that lacrosse isn't just a competitive sport
0: yeah I mean yeah I suppose at the end of the day our large in this especially South Wales because we are just a little hot pocket like in the middle of nowhere nothing really around other than Bristol but it's just like so bizarre to get players who are already experienced in the local area because people only come to Cardiff sort of thing for university, fall in love with it and then live there. Yeah. So every, well, everyone I know has always started uni- uh, started lacrosse at university. I think there's one person on my whole university team uh, who used to be a Swansea Hawks player when he was like a young teenager wow. and he's the only guy that ever picked up a stick. <laughs> so cool. I think it's just, uh, yeah, it's just freshes every year and I just think it's such a fast growing sport. It should just it should just take off in the area. And I think we are sort of lucky to have four universities in Cardiff, especially with the men's side of it and the women's side, no doubt there should be, is there a Cardiff women's team in Cardiff? No,
5: there isn't, but I think Wales train um, in the Cardiff grounds anyway, sometimes. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So it's cool. Well, hopefully they will sort of grow a woman because there's obviously a lot of women who are playing at a very high standard in Cardiff uni, uh, Swansea Uni, Cardiff Met even, are playing all the very high. well, and USW. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yeah,
5: <laughs> no, it's, it's so <laughs> USW, exciting that so that. many people are into lacrosse now. Yeah. So I remember, obviously for yourself, you learnt it in, at university. I think that's with a lot of men, actually, they pick yeah. it up at university. But with girls, it's far more of a school sport. So I remember picking it up, and it being like the really underdog sport at school. It was like you know you had hockey, you had netball, and then there was the cross. And uh, now I've kind of gotten older; it's just grown in like the seven years I've known lacrosse. And so now it's actually quite a talked-about sport, which is just so exciting and yeah, awesome. you know awesome to hear. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so you obviously yeah, women's lacrosse is just more widely in schools than men's lacrosse because men's is just football or rugby (laughs) and if you're lucky and go to a posh school you might get some lacrosse but it's just so bizarre because it's such a violent sport really you'd think it would be more popular of all these little welsh lads in the valleys but (laughs) that's the battle we have that's true actually yeah i was gonna say i didn't i didn't realize how different the men's
2: lacrosse was actually to
3: the women's like you properly and like, whack each other, yeah, and,
0: yeah. yeah, it's like and, ice yeah. hockey, <laughs> it's <was> bunkers. <laughs> I didn't realize I saw wild child, thought it would be fun, <laughs> joined lacrosse. I was like, oh my god! So, I turned up to my first training in <laughs> uh second year of uni because i only started in second year I, I turned up and i was like oh my god what do i need a helmet for and they're like well just you wait just you wait <laughs> <laughs> and then i think our first drill i think our first drill was a gauntlet <laughs> so it's just it's just nuts but trial by fire for sure but it was a. Uh, just lucky I sort of played rugby, or right. I'd have been crying. To be honest.
5: <laughs> no, we owe lacrosse's um, La growth to Wild Child so much. Honestly, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we should uh, just, as the lacrosse community, just get in touch with the people that made the film, just thanking them. Yeah, one <laughs> <Just laughs> when you know, be like some old man, like in a few years, be like, oh wow, is that?
5: <laughs> wow this is a really hand like fact here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so. Eliza and Sophia, would you like to tell us your lacrosse journey? Tell us your
5: lacrosse journey. Oh, Eliza, you go first. <laughs> oh, okay. <Sure. laughs> I
3: started lacrosse. Well, actually, I was, I've come was kind of preparing for this question earlier because I was going to say I started it at senior school, like in year seven. But actually, I just remembered I had at my like little prep school before that, we had a taster session because one of the teachers, Played it when she was younger, and we did like pop lacrosse it was, like, an after school activity. Yeah, um,
0: so lucky, um, that's awesome. <laughs>
3: it's really cute little like 10 year olds running around, it's good fun. Um, yeah, and <laughs> we went to senior school and started it there. Um, and and like, I really enjoyed it, obviously, I got like stuck in and everything. Um, but I was, I was really, I was really like average, and you know, just getting stuck in, like I wasn't particularly good at it or anything, but um, and then came to uni and got like really into it and just uh yeah and then 2019 Hmm. no 20 yeah December 2019 I joined the Wales Development Squad which is exciting
0: awesome um yeah yeah,
3: that's my journey so far
0: (laughs) amazing wow so Eliza that's crazy so you were so you were just sort of uh lucky to have lacrosse in your life from such a young age, and obviously you fell in love with it way, way more when you got to uni. So what, um, what sort of things, like, had an impact on you, you think, falling in love with it so much at uni? Was it, like, the girls you were in the team with? Was it the community, the freedom of uni? Like, what sort of, what sort of things helped you just go, wow, lacrosse is amazing. I want to devote a lot of time to this. Oh,
3: good question. Um, probably... I'd say, because I just, like, you know, the other, like, basic sports at school, like netball and hockey and whatnot, but I just, especially netball, like, I loved all sports really, but just lacrosse was, like, just so much more exciting to me, like, you
2: just
3: (laughs) run, I can just run forever, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Um, got something to play with,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly, oh, amazing, fair enough. Okay, Sophia, what's your lacrosse journey? You both have such amazing stories (laughs) that you told me on uh, Instagram. So I'd love to hear it and more about it. Oh,
5: thank you. Yeah, well, um, it's like a way, way back now. Because I remember I did all the sports and I was like one of the sporty types. And it slowly, as you went through senior school, kind of got bored of so many of the sports. And then lacrosse just Mm. stayed with me because it was very much, I think because it's so high intensity, you really connect with your team, so I found all the yeah. people from my lacrosse team were like friends on and off the pitch. So then, when it got to like year ten and I had to choose between like two sports, I was like, lacrosse is the one, <laughs> and I just stepped with it. And honestly, <laughs> I'm known as a like lacrosse pusher. Like I'm always like, let's play lacrosse, let's play lacrosse. I'm just so keen for it. Um, Amazing. So yeah, yeah. Since yeah, year seven till about. <laughs> year nine and then I got um scouted for Wales and I was quite like a young player for the Wales for the Welsh team mm.
0: and uh hopefully at some point uh, the Titans will so do you know how the NBA works so you have the men's teams the men and the WNBA so the teams are like connected but not quite connected so that would be like uh, you've got the Minnesota Timberwolves and then the Minnesota Lynxes which are, like, sort of connected, sort of yeah. the same, but they play under, like, different banners. Um, so we're going to, at some point, I just need, um, kind of just need some, like, players who are interested. So at the moment, i got USW and Cardiff Met women's in- interested, but that's not really enough, and then I need to sort out coaches. So I just need, like, kind of, like, um, <laughs> I'll cut this bit off the end, don't worry. <laughs> I'd kind of just, like, I don't know if you know of anyone, but I kind of need... Uh, a woman player who's sort of as invested as you guys sound or really invested in growing the game and making a team kind of thing to sort of spearhead it on the ground. Because I know <laughs> nothing about women's lacrosse. I'm not confident in coaching women. So I'm currently the coach sort of do everything for the Titans. And we've got about 35 lads involved. But it's just like a bunch of work. But I'm not very confident in doing the women's side of it. But the name's going to be a bit similar. It's going to be like tough something else that's similar to titans but isn't um and it's just going to be sort of under the same umbrella and you're going to be it's going to be i've been speaking to semler about it and they're going to be competing in the cotswood local right. league so it's going to be bristol bombers um yeah. and a load of teams that sort of
5: area oh so, i think uh, i don't know if you know anyone you interested quite a lot of or from in cardiff like that are just you know Ratchet yeah. the female sport game yeah, yeah, and uh, they've refed some of the mixed yeah. games because we also That's play perfect. Bristol as a mixed team. We play with them in the same league. So, yeah, I'll Amazing, um, yeah. send a message to all the refs and see if any of them really want to get involved because I'm sure a lot of them will.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like... Um, so, how it... Basically, the the difference was is I didn't actively try and go... I want to do this, this is going to happen, and sort of force people into doing it. The thing with the the Titans just sort of grew because we just wanted to play lacrosse. And it's like, I don't want to try and force there to be a women's club in Cardiff if it's not meant to happen at this point, or it's not meant to happen, you know. So I just, if you know of any uh, sort of women on your team or anything that have a lot of gumption, a lot of get up and go and want to sort of get involved in growing the game a lot, well, you guys sound perfect for it, but obviously, I don't know your time or
2: sure. whatever.
0: So, just let me know. Uh, you can message, you can DM the Titans page, or you can DM my personal page. I'll just uh obviously, my name's Zach, Z A C K, and then my surname's Kane. So, it's just C A N E. So, just Zach Kane, and you'll just find me.
5: Also, awesome. it's about 15 because really? uh, a teacher at my school was an ex Welsh player. And uh, she, the Welsh trials were happening at our school pitches. So they, she was like, right, I see you as potential, you know, go to the trials, see if you get like selected or not. Oh, wow. And uh, I had no idea what was going on really. I was like 15 and around like 18 year olds. So I was like, oh, I'll come along for the day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it obviously went Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I stayed in the dragon. <laughs> you are and that was good. And I just kind of worked my way up and that was really amazing. Um, I had an amazing opportunity like the year before I dropped out of Wales. Uh, I was 17 at this point and we played in the tournament, the European world tournament. So we played people in our league. So I think England, Scotland, Japan, two USA teams. And that was just like an experience of a lifetime. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's brought me
5: to here at uni. Amazing.
0: Amazing. So, (laughs) <laughs> that's just a, such a crazy story so um both just very lucky i suppose i mean i've never heard of anyone getting sort of selected for wales at such a young age personally um so that's an, a major major achievement thank you <laughs> um so i'm just very impressed so there's such talent in cardiff like i've had a few people sort of come on and have chats and come forward with the podcast and like the amount of international and national representation there is just phenomenon it's like so many people sort of I don't know, I suppose it's so many people in one area sort of quite spread out. Not like spread out geographically but spread out like socially. Like these people might not know these people but they are still like operating at such a high level. And it's just bonkers it that we've got. Yeah. So like we just need to connect everyone it's crazy. Yeah, but it's anyway. our
5: first team, I believe. <laughs> yeah. no, I have to tell me if I'm wrong, but our first team has like Nine international players, and we're like, or maybe more, like a, a lot of them are English, and then yes. a, another half are that's Welsh. Mental. it's just like insane, yeah.
0: That's insane, yeah. That's yeah. that's awesome. It's... I suppose because it is quite such a small sport in Wales that the highest level you can sort of play in Wales is university level, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. I suppose, yeah. which is
0: uh, unless you go across the like bombers or something, but anyway. So, how do you feel? As, like, women at the top of your sort of game, how do you feel that being a woman has impacted your ability to like succeed in the sport of lacrosse? Have you faced any kickback? Have you faced any underrepresentation? Or have you faced with people giving you stereotypes of just being posh girls running around wild child style?
2: Oh, I think like, plenty of that. What plenty have you faced that. as women? <laughs> a
5: lot of that. Yeah, just yeah. posh girls. I mean, when you said underrepresentation, representation this memory came to mind. And I remember I got, like, basically the sports award two years in a row. And I was in loads of teams. And I was, like, the really sporty one and not very academic. But, like, I was very proud about my sport. And... I was friends with the boys' school and the sporty ones from the school there. It came to like sports day Hmm. or speech day and they gave awards for sport. The men would be given a £250 prize for who was voted the best player. And the woman, you were given like a book voucher. And I was, remember thinking, I was like, Whoa, I've done so much sport, like what? just the same as the men. And the boys were given like two hundred and fifty pound cricket awards, and I was like given a little book voucher. I found that quite unfair. Oh, yeah. How, that's so bad. how awful! <laughs> yeah, it was so. I didn't really at the time. I was like quite young, so I was like, oh, that's a bit unfair. But you know, just the way it is. And now I think, like, actually, that was a bit, a bit fucked up.
0: I'm I'm <laughs> really yeah. yeah. Super yeah. fucked up. Man, how about you, Eliza? Have you experienced anything like that just for being a woman? Um, <laughs> that's mental, especially in sport yeah. as well. Sport's so, and mostly across the board, it's more forward thinking. I mean, obviously, there's some uh, underrepresentation with like, women's football and yeah. stuff. But with that, it's like, that's a whole debate. But you kind of realise why, because people genuinely watch less of it, so there can't be as much yeah. money kind of thing. But at school level, when there's not yeah. that difference, to give someone a book voucher... That's just... Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Eliza? Have you experienced anything like that? Um, <laughs>
3: probably, I can't think of any, like, examples from lacrosse specifically, but I do actually remember one time, like, going way back, but um, in primary school and, like, in the playground, obviously there was, like, the boys would go and play football and then the girls would go off and, like, do handstands, whatever. Like, me. <laughs> and, then, and then I, was like,
2: well, and I do handstands
3: I'm trying to join in with the boys and they've been quite yes. it's fine but the dinner lady was like trying to stop me and she was like she was like she's like no like leave the boys play football. like when are you go do this and, like, and I was just thinking about it the other day and I was like that is so no weird way. To to see that. Was like, mm-hmm. that was
0: weird yeah so you said that the uh, The boys didn't mind you playing football with them. It was the dinner lady. So the other woman who is with you yeah. said that you shouldn't wow. do that. Docker. That's so weird. Because it's normally sort of men that are sort of put as putting down women and stopping people from doing things, you know? It's so weird that it's in school oh, with the dinner lady.
5: Oh, that's a bad misconception. <laughs> I sadly believe, like, it's sad to admit this because it's so much more of a powerful force, but, like, a lot of the oppression that comes to women is not actually from men. It's just, like, a systematic like formation of the way that it kind of happens to be and men sometimes can be but I would never say that men are always the ones who oppress because you know so many women can do it the same way so many yeah. men can do it as well you know
0: mm.
5: yeah
0: yeah awesome so you've obviously pushed through and you've obviously excelled like insanely high in your sport so have you so what competitions and things have you represented Wales and at the top level of your sporting. What, okay, I'll reword the question. What are your sporting highlights uh, then from your lacrosse journey? Your highlights, we'll talk about that. Oh,
5: that's a good question. Um, hmm. um, highlights, what would you, would you say like...
0: Um... So for example, um, one of my highlights, so I went to, uh, I played for Wales uh, at the U20 ELF tournament. I think it was like 2019 over in Prague and one of my highlights was being on the pitch and singing the anthem and that's like everyone's that's like everyone's highlight but mine was actually something a bit weirder so (laughs) yeah here we go I haven't actually told anyone this because everyone's like yeah the anthem was just mesmerizing it's nothing quite like it and they are right completely but one of my highlights was strangely I had a really bad game (laughs) I played terrible and then we uh we had like a team meeting in the evening and we I like, had a whiteboard out and we were talking about tactics. And I was I'd only played lacrosse for nine months before going wow. over. I just got lucky to be selected kind of thing. Oh my yeah, I just put a load of That's effort in and got selected. But uh yeah, it was just Yeah, it was just I had the mentality to just work yeah. hard, I suppose. But um everyone all everyone sort of left and I so you know when you're playing lacrosse and you do something wrong and they're like, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> So anyway. I just stayed uh, I stayed behind this massive talk with the three coaches and I was like look I haven't got a clue I'm very out of my depth and they literally just sat me down drew all drew through all of the plays with me on a whiteboard and I'd just never been supported as an athlete as I had been in that moment because I played rugby but it was always like I sort of knew what I was doing I'd never I'd never sort of fallen as an athlete Mm. before and it was just people there sort of ready to catch me and go right let's talk you through it let's get this going for the next time kind of thing and it was that being pushed back up onto your feet that was my personal Yeah that's highlight. such a
5: good highlight that's amazing Probably. that's so cool like going out there within nine months of learning the sport and then just being taught the sport by like professionals whilst you're out there as well that's just yeah
0: so cool. it, was, it was uh it was yeah it's not the usual story when it comes to <laughs> lacrosse but I don't. I started in year two, basically. I started in October of my second year of uni, and then that year, someone at the training was like, uh, "the Quins" or I think it was the Quins or USW. No, so it was USW. And I was playing, and then the Quins player played for Wales, and I played for the Quins. And he was like, "Go, go to their session and like put me in contact." And I just went and got wow. in. <laughs> so. Just, I was just that really out of shape depot running around, not knowing what they were doing. <laughs> it's quite an adventure. <laughs>
3: oh, good for you,
2: though. That's,
0: just like, that's such a that's an insane achievement. Yeah, it was pretty, didn't expect it to be honest when I came to uni. But anyway, it's a journey. That's yeah. exactly what it is. So it's a lacrosse journey. So, what, what are your highlights, girls? What's your lacrosse all time highlight that you look back and you're like, wow, you know, that was amazing?
3: Oh, this is um, so hard. I would say, like, I've actually haven't actually even played for a Wales yet, because as soon as I joined, them, there was like COVID and stuff. So I haven't really done much. Yeah, but yeah. I'd say my high, it's, I don't know if it sounds a bit enough, but it was actually my first game playing for Cardiff Uni. And I got, it was when I was just, I don't know, I was just, I quite a Nervous person in general, especially like new people and you know, new team and everything. But I was like mm. really determined, I was like, Right, I'm really gonna it's gonna be a good start to the year, whatever. Um, and I ended up getting mad in the match, you know, it's just like everyone was so supportive and oh, there we like, go. It's just like it's such a good feeling, but yeah, that's already
0: totally my highlight. Yeah, on your first outing as well, I bet that shot away all of your nerves <laughs> next time. Come out, show your stuff, and get player of the game. Wow. Mad. How um, about you? Sophia? I'm finding it
5: quite hard to choose one. There's uh too many things I love about the memories I've got with the cross. Um but one I think which is I think with the cross there's so many good ones. It's remembering sometimes the emotional hard ones I think is probably my favourite because i um, I was captain after three years of Wales I was captain for the B team and um we were kind of prepping for Canada Worlds in twenty nineteen, but I couldn't continue with the training. And I'd had this amazing relationship with all of the coaches there. So I kind of like went to like the hotel room where we were at. We were there for like a three-day residential training. I like took some breaths. I was like, oh, I've got to go up to my coach and just tell her like, hey, I need to leave this team and like say goodbye. Um, And I was so shit scared doing that because I was like, oh no, I'm gonna disappointment. As soon as I said that, she just like gave me a hug and was like, that's absolutely fine. I support you through everything you're going to be doing. And just kind of like talked me through the whole process of of like the experience I'd had and and how to do it right as a leader. And it was just so I don't know, it was like a second family. Like I know there's coaches being you know, they just That's supported exactly like it. the That's psychology exactly it, yeah. of it. They just kind of understood it. They were like, yeah, we get you must feel so much guilt or, you know, sadness, but this is beautiful at the same time. And I was like really taking it in. So probably that a moment like that, you know, I remember it quite vividly. Mm
0: that's, a, that's yeah. an awesome memory yeah well i suppose just having someone be there for you like that no matter yeah. what is just phenomenal in itself and to find that in sport is like quite yeah, unusual true, really i think
5: i don't know i haven't played I to high level in other sports but you mentioned rugby i feel like with rugby it's not as uh maybe supported with that in some yeah. way I it. <laughs> um yeah so
0: with rugby it's a strange one so i was uh i played like all through from like eight years old, all the way to like 18 kind of thing. But it was like, um, everyone knows everyone players wise and everyone knows everyone coaches. But because you've got that not toxic masculinity kind of vibe to it all, it's more like get it done or like get it done or you're you're crap kind of thing. So it's always just like man up, chin up, push forward rather than no, actually we understand this is tough for you. I played at various different levels uh, with rugby. I did quite well at some points. I didn't do so good at other points. But, like, there was never that... There's a family with the players, obviously, because you're putting your body on the line. You're getting that loyalty to each other. But there was never that understanding and sort of sympathy-ish, that empathy. You're missing that empathy that wasn't there, but it is in lacrosse, because it's a sort of more, I suppose, maybe a more emotionally mature sort of atmosphere that is lacrosse is everyone's because the whole thing with lacrosse is be a good guy a lax bro support each other and have a good game like at the end of the game like you do funny stuff in the game talk to each other and just stand and have a chat you know and you just don't get that in rugby in the same way
5: yeah do you you ever think rugby will change
0: well i think yeah well i think that we as people and we as men uh, who are playing rugby and probably women. I can't speak for the women's game. I've not experienced it, but men as a whole are just getting more woke about everything. Really, I mean mental health especially. Uh, so I know that in school they have like seminars and mental health and teams are now bringing it, building in uh, around mental health. And it's because everyone's just getting yeah. smarter and wiser and giving more yeah. of a fuck about people. So I think it's just kind of growing and yeah. no, that that's sort it's so
5: exciting to see. I think from both parts with breaking down toxic masculinity and like giving equality to women. It's kind of meet each other halfway and just get like a 50, 50 share of men can have empathy and emotion and still be strong. And women can be emotional and still be strong. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a good balance. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really great. I I find that with, um, lacrosse is a mixed club. We haven't got the men and women divided like a lot of the other sports, for example, hockey, um, which is really yeah, good. Yeah, like, you're I right. actually love 100%. it. And, you know, it's a really big plus. It's cool, so we yeah. might have to soon, but it's, it, it's so good. It's so good because <laughs> getting to see the men and they're just, they're extremely tight as a team. Like, they all know each other. They all have games and rules that are competitive yeah. like most sports teams, but they are still very, very down to earth with mental health and being fair with one another. And it was so refreshing to see. I just hadn't seen that. And then, seeing it in lacrosse I was like wow that makes a lot of sense
0: yeah 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 well it's just a good sort of atmosphere that we've sort of grown as university sides uh in the sport of lacrosse like be there for your brothers kind of thing and I just think that's so important to not only be like that with your team but to extend that to your opposition and to your women's teams that are the same university is just it's got to just grow and harness this little flame we've got with lacrosse and just start yeah, spreading it very out. True. So true. I, I feel like it's quite, lacrosse is quite a close
3: knit community just because it's, it's not really that much for what sport for. And so therefore like everyone's
0: closer and you know, everyone or know people through other people. Honestly, everyone, <laughs> knows everyone. <laughs> everyone knows everyone. Everyone knows everyone in lacrosse. It's mental like that. Um, so uh, moving on with this little uh, chat. So how do you think that we, as a country, as a sport of lacrosse, uh, can best... Uh, so we've sort of touched kind of on it, but not kind of at the same time. So how can we grow the women's game? And how can we as men, as referees, as coaches, as other women players, help grow the women's game of lacrosse and support women mm. in this That's a big thing.
5: question. <laughs> I um... know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just it could be a silly reason as like more lax on tv or it could be something more thought out yeah like it's just completely fine if you want to make it a bigger <laughs> like whatever you think i don't the know best what,
5: what would you say eliza um i'd say well, i don't
3: know if you're being specific to the women's game it's like i feel like there's quite growing up like obviously i've we've played it at school and i didn't know of any i didn't actually know of any men's teams that played it at school so in yeah. that sense like it's pretty but it is quite sort of private school dominated there's like wild child um start from like the grassroots up or you know that phrase when i said going into primary schools and doing talks about
5: it like taster sessions just spread the word and like get everyone to have a go
0: yeah
5: yeah yeah to be fair, I kind of agree on that. I think, um, you know how in the summer you get like a couple tinnies and you go out to the park and you've probably got a football with you or like a rugby ball. Yeah, yeah. I would just love to have. I see people now and it just makes my blood like super excited. I'm like, fuck yeah! But seeing just people, it's so it's so bad. I love it. <laughs> um, people just picking up lacrosse sticks and playing non-competitively is just how it's going to grow, how we can support the sport, because then that's when you're going to get more people mm-hmm. interested. And then maybe by that interest, people might want to pay to see, you know, a lacrosse game on TV. And then, you know, it will carry on going. And it'll become like, instead of rugby day, Wales versus England, yeah, it'll yeah. be lacrosse day, Wales versus England, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's,
3: the be, that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dream. That's so okay. Just bring the like, Yeah, it's everywhere. Just, difference oh, between... Just... Just bringing yeah, these things yeah, like yeah. literally over the um, summer or like, no, the autumn, sorry. Like I got some spare, I brought some spare sticks to uni and some, my two mates had a go and now they've joined the men's team at uni because they loved it so much. That's so, so cool. It's like, just, oh, amazing. Like, teach
0: friends, amazing. Teach your friends, teacher.
3: I I started coaching my little like eight year old neighbour, like she
0: enjoyed oh. it. <laughs> <It's> so sweet. <laughs> <so serious. laughs> that's that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm young. <laughs> okay. I suppose yeah, I suppose at the end of the day Ah, oh, yeah. So I think that women's lacrosse is gonna be a lot easier to grow because at the end of the day all you yeah. do need is a stick. But with men, I think the only way that we're gonna either be with a lot of money, or if we can get people doing it at uni. I can't. For me, I, I so with the Titans, we wanted to do an initiative where we go into schools and. Uh, have no, you heard of five times sixty? No. Okay, so we've approached the uh, we've approached Cardiff Council, Sport Council, and Council Wales, uh, to work alongside five times sixty because five times sixties go into schools like secondary schools and they do kind of like sessions of. Um, Unusual sports so once a week, like they would come in at a lunchtime and teach like uh wheelchair basketball or fencing wow, or some so sport cool, yeah. like some crazy sport like that. And and players and like students would come to the leisure center and they would do those sports or like after school they'd do it as well. And I approached them and I want to do uh go into schools and do lacrosse, but obviously I'll need to buy. Oh, we as a club will need to buy all of the equipment, so obviously we're going to need funding from various different lacrosse organisations. Uh, but we've got a good mission, so I think it will go okay. But at the moment, yeah. COVID's just made it all impossible. But with the men's game, it's going to be so difficult because the only way that players are willing to play is if all the equipment's handed to them, and obviously you can't just go around yeah. handing out helmets left right and centre yeah. because they cost like three hundred pounds. So. And you can't expect players to do that, so I don't know if it if it would be worth sort of creating in South Wales this uh, kind of inner school. So like this is like a few years down the line, but making like my plan is to make an inner school sort of mixed-based lacrosse league from school to school. So we'll have mm. sort of women's-based rules. Um, so it's not you don't need that contact equipment. So it's more of a l uh, sort of like a street lax or a mixed lacrosse sort of rules. And I think that'll just make people at least know about lacrosse and to go, be excited about lacrosse and then go to uni already having stick skills. And I think that's just step mm. one in a long process that we yeah, want that's to do with the Titans. Idea. I
5: love that. That's so cool. If I had the mm. opportunity to play in a mixed team when I was younger, I definitely would have.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'd just be cool, I think. But it's a, it's a little way off, yeah. I mean, I've got a lot going on in my personal life so i'm doing a pgc year. so it's not as if i'm going to be able to just juggle going into schools and doing these sessions but um i mean we it's good because as we're a new club we're all very very enthusiastic and we're all on the same page yeah. with the amount of energy and time we can give so we're very blessed to have that so say we were like started a club in a town with a load of experienced players who are like older they'd have kids that have jobs that have Families to look after, kind of thing. Whereas we're yeah. just a team of students at the moment, so we've got a lot to give. So that's we're just awesome. very lucky for that. Means the standards a bit lower. Yeah, well, it does mean that everyone's in it. That is so
5: cool. I love that idea. If you have suppose. a mixed team as well, and if you need any help from people that might know the mixed rules, I think we have some rats that know it yeah, as well. Yeah, that'd like be honestly. awesome. <laughs> We'd be happy to help because that's such a great motive. Yeah. That just you know,
0: yeah. <laughs> look at this networking, <laughs> networking on yeah. the <as> podcast. <laughs> Amazing. Alright, so I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to ask one lo- long-ish final question. So if if you could give your teenage self, so you both started when you were teenagers, if you could give your teenage self some advice about lacrosse or any women starting the sport of lacrosse because it is International Women's Week and we are celebrating uh, you and powerful other powerful females who are in sport. Um, So if you could give any advice to someone feeling a bit down in the dumps or a bit unmotivated because <laughs> home workouts are hard, what would you give them?
3: Oh. Um.
5: Oh. I would say, don't be afraid of a red card. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't expect
0: um, that. <laughs> yeah oh my god
5: <laughs> yeah don't be afraid to get sent off <laughs> um
2: yeah I
0: was thinking, like, work hard train hard <laughs> yeah don't don't worry about breaking the rules honestly the it was pit. the funnest
5: thing just kind of <laughs> oh my maybe god. being sent off for a couple of minutes and then not hurting anyone obviously that wasn't fun but um well a little bit because it's a bit contact but i would <laughs> say um just to just to really get into it, I think you know lacrosse isn't about holding back.
0: Yeah. 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 Good advice. So aggression, be persistent. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> Enjoy doing it. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> attitude to have. Yeah. <laughs> Enemies on the pitch, friends off the pitch. I love it. Okay. How about you, oh, Eliza? Oh, I would say. Um, I
3: think it was something I was told at school as well. Was um. Oh, God, it's actually escaped my mind now. Um. Oh, yeah, it was like every day is a school day. You can, you learn, you're like, you always, you're always learning new things, no matter how sort of good you think you're getting, or, you know, and oh no, this is the main thing, sorry, I was a bit of a sidetrack. Um, <laughs> but um, pick someone like as your inspiration. It can be on, on the same team, or it can be someone from like, the opposition, and, or, you know, someone like who literally you know, plays internationally or but, and have, Someone or multiple people is your inspiration, mm. and you like watch them play, and you and you just take little bits of like sort of the player you want to be, or if that makes
0: sense. Yeah. I, I know. Amazing. I love Amazing. It. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So find someone that inspires you and strive to emulate what they what they're doing in yeah, their exactly. mindset. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. Better
3: said than All how right. I put
0: it. <laughs> All right. I <laughs> know, I was just sort of. I listened and I was like, yeah. no, it's really good advice point. though.
5: I like, Sorry. I feel like you do that in games. I've played with Eliza a couple of times before and she's got the most incredible stick skills, but sometimes she'll yeah. just like do a random stick skill and I'll be like, I, swear I saw that person over there <laughs> do it like 10 minutes ago and how Eliza can do it. It's just,
2: yeah,
0: a <laughs> <pathos> <laughs> to live by. amazing. Yeah, I just, I know, I just yeah.
2: see someone do something. It's Great. like, Great, I'll up. try that. <laughs>
0: that's going straight in my basket (laughs) okay I love that All right. well thank you so so much both of you you for coming on thank you for having uh, us so I've got one little little question what's next what's next in your lacrosse Ah, journey I don't
5: know Um, I just want to grow the sport I think I'm on the same page as you you I think think everyone here has had such a great experience with lacrosse definitely want to push it on to other people and see if they can enjoy it um and we're hopefully going to be part as Cardiff University next year of making the longest lacrosse game in the world um we were meant to do that this year Covid fucked it for us of course but um yeah and it's going to be mixed actually well we tried on um, contacting how Guinness and they awesome. you know have to put a £1,000 to get involved and all these certain regulations. And it has to only be one sex. And we thought that was quite unfair. You know, only women or only men. So we were like, fuck it. We're not going to go by Guinness. We are just going to set the biggest world record for the longest lacrosse game. So we're going to do a mixed day. So much better.
0: Yeah, so how would that work? Yeah, yeah. So a limit of 10 minutes,
5: a maximum, no, yeah, minimum of 10 minutes each player has to play um, and we're going to go for as many times as possible. I think it's going to be like 150 people, like the whole club involved. We're thinking maybe getting Cardiff Met Lacrosse team involved and just oh, having wow. a constant game. Yeah, you know, that'd be, yeah I'll be there next year. So. To, honestly, <laughs> so
0: Happy to. she get uh, yes. yeah. You should get the Titans, the whole yeah. Yeah, never ending game. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: We'd go, it would be like two
0: Red weeks later in hand, and we'd just still like, be picking goals. <laughs> yeah, just just Domino's Pizza. Just doing no, circuits, we were thinking of deliberate. getting the Domino's Stamp. <laughs> um, they were going to sponsor
5: us. We were like, absolutely. Ah, like, oh, Stamp, yeah.
0: even better. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> just live there, have a couple of tents, for <laughs> half hour power now. Yeah, yeah be amazing. <laughs> just camp lax. All right, fair enough. How about you, Eliza? What's next for you? What's next on your lacrosse Ooh, path? Um, I
3: would say my, my big, quite big dream slash goal would be next summer to, do, um, with the Wales Development Squad to go to America for the World Cup Festival. Wow. That'd be so
5: yeah. um, That'd be pretty
3: awesome. cool. Hopefully COVID that'd will allow wicked. it
0: to happen. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, fingers yeah, crossed. Okay. Fingers crossed. Well, yeah. Well, thank you so so much, both of you, again, for being a part of this, and I wish you the best of luck
5: for the future. Yeah, thank um, you so much. Yeah, it's been so it. fun. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done a podcast yeah, in my so life, so this has been yeah, like the check. best thing to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> the yeah, an <laughs> honour.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: One <What an> honour. <laughs> <That's laughs> Making me blush. Cheers. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you Bye. so, so much.